Welcome to the Multi-Orgasmic Mama podcast, where sexual taboos around sex and motherhood are broken. I'm Tilly Storm, holistic sex and intimacy coach, Jade Egg, and tantric sex teacher. I work with high-achieving moms to ignite their sexual desire and break through their blocks to pleasure and the life they desire so they can experience epic sex and orgasmic motherhood. Grab more free resources at www.tillystorm.com. This episode is brought to you for free by the Essentially Embodied Woman Collective, my signature women's group coaching program for high-achieving moms to get their desire back after having kids and up-level their pleasure, both in the bedroom and life. If you're enjoying this content, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting app, and please rate and review the podcast and share it with a friend who could use this amazing content. Spread the love, hot mama. Welcome back, my loves. Tilly here with another amazing episode on how to tame your inner caretaker for awesome sex and lovemaking. Almost every single one of my clients struggles with their inner caretaker. If you are a strong, independent woman who's got it all, you've got the relationship, you've got your career or your business, you've got your beautiful kids, you probably find yourself taking care of people in your family or maybe your friends too, when you don't even really need to. (laughs) Maybe you notice that you are just that person that everyone goes to for support, for help, um, to make meals for people. Anytime someone has a baby, all of the things you're, you're the one who does it all, right? You are the one that is dependable, reliable, responsible, because you've got all these things going for you and people see it on the outside and they're like, oh, well, she can handle it. You know, she can take care of it. So there's this inner caretaker identity that tends to come up for a lot of women that completely kills the recipe for great sex and lovemaking. So great sex and lovemaking requires that you have this ability to be able to let go of control, to surrender deeply, to tap into your body, get out of your head. And being in this caretaker role and identity, if you're habituated into it from very early on, this generally happens because people who feel that they have to control things early on will develop the caretaker identity as a way to get their needs met. For example, if you grew up with parents that were alcoholics or that fought a lot or that, you know, were just weren't very stable parents or something like that, then you might develop this sense of, oh, well, I have to be the responsible one. I have to be the one who takes care of them. And so there's this added sense of responsibility on you as a young person to do all of the things that maybe your parents should have been doing for you, but didn't. And so you develop this identity as you grow up, this, that you're the responsible one. You're the one that takes care of everybody else. Well, let me tell you, honey, this is a total killer for anything sexy and having great orgasms and sex. So if you're wondering how in the world can I relinquish control to surrender and let go more deeply in sex, to be in my body, to have great orgasms, how can I put this part of me aside and actually learn how to do these things? Well, this is something that takes time. It's something that we definitely work on in the Centrally Embodied Woman group program. But it's, I'm going to give you the layout of how it actually goes down right here today, because it's something that I see 
over and over again with all of our clients. <laughs> so I just want to bring it to your awareness so that you can start to see what is that roadmap? What does it look like for me to tame this inner caretaker inside so that I can eventually have awesome sex and lovemaking? The first step is to become aware of how your excessive caretaking is actually masking your need to control things. Just like I was saying that the caretaker identity is created when you're young. And that is a way to control your environment, to make it more safe, to make you feel that there's some sort of power that you have to control things so that they're not so terrible. There's nothing wrong with this. These are just things that happen in our childhood that end up, you know, that we end up identifying with or overly identifying with later on in our life. And this happens a lot for oldest siblings as well. So if you're an older sibling, then you might find this more, (laughs) more of an issue than maybe your younger sibling might. So maybe your younger sibling didn't have the, the sort of weight or feeling that they have to be responsible for it all. So just notice that this identity that you've created as the caretaker is actually just masking your need to control things. And the need to control things is because there is a fear. So this is step two. So notice where inside your body you feel the fear of letting go, of being out of control, and just surrendering to the moment. Maybe back then it wasn't safe for you to let go and not be in control. Sure, makes sense. If you had really irresponsible parents, for example, then of course you had to be in control to keep things safe for you. And that's just what you had to do, maybe to keep younger siblings safe as well. So just notice where where is that in your body, that fear of letting go. And then the third step is to recognize that fear. What does it feel like in your body? Can you feel the literal sensations of it? Does it feel tight? Does it feel like a knot in your stomach? Do you feel it in your heart? Do you feel it as burning sensation in your throat? Do you feel it as a weight on your shoulders? Wherever you feel the fear, just notice it and ask that fear if it's even available to really be with you and to be noticed by you. Sometimes the fear is like, you've been ignoring me for so long, I'm not even going to like become available to integrate this. And then you, then, you know, (laughs) if that happens, then you know that you're really not able to heal or integrate this right now. But if it's there, just asking the fear, what does it want or need from you? Because it's showing up because the fear is ready to be healed and integrated. So if it's ready and it's willing to open up and share with you, then that's because it's saying, hey, there's something here for you. There's something here that you need to address in order to let go of control to get out of your head and really be present in your body. Great sex and lovemaking happens when you have the connection to your body and you're not in your head. And this is why sex is not great for so many women because they have no idea how to get out of their head. They have spent so long repressing things, shoving things down, uh, making it so that there's literal blocks and obstacles in their felt sense in their body, their emotional, their emotions become so locked up in their body that they aren't able to get out 
of their head because they escape to their head as a protective mechanism because that's where, you know, they don't have to deal with the things. They can mind fuck themselves out of being present. They can mind fuck themselves into, oh, let me just get this over with. <laughs> let me just get this over with to get him off my back, right? This is what so many women do. And it's so damaging to not only your partner, because you're not being authentic in your relationship and in your lovemaking, but it's damaging to you because it's reinforcing in your body that I'm just overriding what my body is saying just to do this thing out of obligation or duty because I have to, because I'm his wife or whatever. So that third step of recognizing the fear of being out of control and letting go and then discovering it, well, wow, when I face this fear, it's coming up because it has needs. It wants to be seen. It wants it wants me to pay attention. Oh my God. <laughs> and why is it there? Why is this fear even here? Well, the fear is here probably to protect you in some way or another. So if you go back to our example of growing up in an unstable home or where your parents just weren't very responsible, that fear is around, well, if I do let go of control and I'm not responsible, then dad's going to hit mom or, uh, you know, something bad is going to happen or mom's going to start drinking again or whatever it is. Right. So that fear is there for a very good reason. And I think there's so much wisdom that we tend to ignore in the body or in our felt sense than the sensations we feel in our body, because it's easy to, our whole society is built on how many shows can we binge watch on Netflix? How many glasses of wine can we possibly take on in a week, <laughs> right? We spend so much energy and time trying to repress and not feel these things or experience these things that we just go around blindly saying yes to sex when we really don't want to because it's just a duty or an obligation we have to fulfill uh, to make our partner happy, to keep him from having an affair or wanting a divorce or all of these things, right? Oh my God, what kind of life are you living if this is the level of of awareness and, and you know, ability to, to work through these things that you're living from is that, oh, I'm just going to accept and, and deal with it. I guess this is just how it is. Sex is for him. It does ne it's never really for me. And I'm just never going to experience a lot of pleasure from it. When you know that there's so much pleasure available, when you know in your head, well, I know it's possible for me to become multi-orgasmic. I know that it's possible for me to have amazing orgasms in different ways. And you even know in your head the steps of how to do it, except you just can't do it because you're stuck and this, this loop of continually repressing all that is in the way of your multi-orgasmic nature and the pleasure that is actually available to you. This is why I always say that there, that all women are all already multi-orgasmic, that all women already have all the access to pleasure that they could ever want. The only reason that you are not experiencing that as your everyday lived reality is because of all of the things that you try to repress, all of the traumas, all of the negative conditioning, all of the uh, false identities, the false selves, the emotions that are sitting on top of your multi-orgasmic genius inside that are sitting on top of the part of you that already is available for these things. It's just all the crap sitting in the way on top of it that you aren't willing to look at 
You aren't willing to feel it. You aren't willing to heal it and to integrate it in order to experience what you say you want to experience. This type of work, this, this is why it is, it is kind of a spiritual journey because it puts you on this path of having to face things that you have never faced before, that you've been too afraid to face. It is not for the faint of heart. It is for courageous people willing to look at the blocks and obstacles in the way of their pleasure and their, you know, their ability to experience awesome lovemaking. So asking that fear what it wants and needs and why it's there is really confronting all that is in the way of your innate ability to experience pleasure and orgasm. And once you're able to do that, the fourth step is allowing the fear to move through your body instead of repressing it. It's normal and it's it's the status quo to repress, to repress, to repress. But if you want to experience awesome sex and lovemaking, you can't be doing that anymore, right? You can do it, but I recorded a podcast a while back on why it's easy sometimes to have sex and to feel more pleasure when you're drunk. So some people are really addicted to that because they, you know, they drop a lot of the cortical control, a lot of the thoughts, a lot of the judgy feelings and uh, the judgments that they have on themselves and their body that goes away sometimes when you've had a glass of wine or two or a cocktail and it's easier therefore to get in your body and that's why for some people sex can be way more awesome when they are a little bit tipsy because they're not so concerned about the thoughts in their head right those are kind of out of the picture at the time but is that really genuine is it really real no that's self-induced you know, pleasure or not self-induced pleasure, but it's just, it's a, it's a loophole, right? And it's not really authentic. It's not really genuine because you can't really be experiencing your true authenticity and genuine uh, self and expressing your genuine sexuality. If it takes something outside of you, external from you to get you to that place where you can. So by releasing these emotions, uh, bringing them up, witnessing them, letting them move through your body instead of repressing them, you're clearing the path to have access to the pleasure. You're, you've, you've carved out that spot and, and cleaned it out. And it's like, you've, you've moved all the clothes to the side, you know, the dirty laundry, and, and then you found the gold underneath, right? So the fifth step is then to notice how much easier, how much lighter, how much freer you are to really let go and to get out of your head when you have let that fear move through you. The fear of letting go of control, the fear of being out of control, the fear of fully surrendering to the present moment sensations in your body. Again, you, you have done the opposite for so long because that's what felt safe. But now in your sexuality and your orgasmic experience, you will notice that the thing that's keeping you out of the awesome sex that you want to experience is something that you probably don't want to look at or to notice, but it's absolutely the key to coming back to that. So Yes, it's the unsexy part of sexuality work. I say that many times here on this podcast as well, that a lot of sexuality work and, and coming back to the truth of who you are, reconnecting with your orgasmic nature and potential is often not about 
um, anything, any tips or tricks or techniques even. It is about uncovering all of those blocks and obstacles, letting them move through you so that you have greater access to pleasure and your orgasmic potential. All right, my loves. So taming your inner caretaker. I'm going to review real quick five steps to doing this so that you can get out of your head. You can stop the caretaking rules because it is a total killer of all great sex and orgasmic experiences. Uh, If you are constantly asking yourself, you know, is he happy? What is he thinking? If you're questioning how long it's going to take, maybe he's getting uncomfortable thinking about how you just need to do this and then he'll get off your back. If those things are going through your head, then this is what you get to do. This is the path. One, become aware of how that excessive caretaking is actually masking your need to control things. Number two, notice where inside your body you feel the fear of being out of control and letting go. Number three, recognizing the fear, asking it what it wants and needs and why it's there. And number four, allow the fear to move through your body instead of repressing it. And finally, number five, noticing that once you allow it to move through, how much easier, lighter, freer you are to let go and surrender and to get out of your head. Yes. When you are there, then you can have amazing connected uh, sex and pleasure because you are in your body. You have access to pleasure. You have access to uh, be in the sensations because they might, they actually feel good now. They feel light. They feel free. They don't feel like this, oh, this thing I don't want to look at or pay attention to anymore. All right, my loves. That is what I have for you today. Thank you so much for joining. If you're interested in learning more about the Centrally Embodied Woman program, you can head to the website, www.tillystorm.com. And there's a tab that says work with me, head to the Centrally Embodied Woman to learn about that program where you can apply uh, by taking the pleasure assessment filling out the quiz, and then booking a call with us. We would love to speak with you about if this is something that's keeping you from your pleasure and from having awesome sex and lovemaking. All right, hot mama, have a good week. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Enjoying this content? Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the Multi-Orgasmic Mama podcast today. And don't forget to spread the love by sharing this with a friend.